This is episode 54 of The Wrap, a weekly show where I bring you up to speed on the movie news and fun things from the past week. Today is Friday, November 1st, 2013, and I'm your host, TJ. Well, the number one uh, film at the box office this past weekend was a bit surprising to me and really kind of a bit irritating, actually. It was Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. It had a budget of $15 million. Uh, it brought in $32 million over the weekend, $8.1 million in foreign dollars, bringing it up to a total of $40 million worldwide. That's a huge opening weekend for a $15 million film and, and really for any film. I mean, Gravity, That's I think Gravity opened at $40 million, if I remember correctly. And uh, it looked vulgar, lewd, crass, and awful. And I just don't understand why it opened at number one and what the draw was. But apparently people wanted to see it, and they went and saw it, and they gave it as big an opening as Gravity, which just... I, I don't even really want to live in a world where something like this can be as good and make as much money on its opening weekend as Gravity. I just don't want to live in that world. I'm sorry. That's This is just terrible. It's a tragedy. Number two was Gravity. This is its fourth weekend. It's not like Gravity's doing poorly because on a budget of $100 million, it brought in $20.1 million over the weekend. Uh, it's up now to $199.6 million domestically, $164.4 million foreign money, $364 million worldwide. This is a smashing, huge success, and it was a really good film, so that makes me very happy. Number three, Captain Phillips on a budget of $55 million. Uh, its total is $11.6 million over the weekend, now up to $69.9 million domestically and $26.7 million foreign for a total of $96.6 million worldwide. Weekend number three. It's really too bad this film had to go up against Gravity because I feel like if Gravity weren't competing with it, it would probably have done a lot better and uh, it deserves to do well. Though not quite as good as Gravity, it was a really good film. And uh, so it's good to see that it's doing well. Number four over the weekend was The Counselor. Uh, I think that we can call this a disaster. A budget of $25 million. The uh, weekend and current box office total is $7.8 million. Uh, and it uh, it looked like it had some problems to me, uh, problems that pre- prevent me personally from seeing it. Uh, and uh, I've heard also bad criticism, critical, uh, you know, the critics have not been very kind to it, as well as audiences. So pretty much a disaster, uh, which is, um, you know, Surprising, I suppose, for a Ridley Scott film. Number five, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Weekend number five brought in $6.2 million over the weekend. It is now up to $150 million worldwide. Number six on weekend number two is Carrie. On a budget of $30 million, it's now up to $26.1 million worldwide. So not quite even there to its budget yet. Number seven was Escape Plan. We still don't know the budget of that film, uh, but it is up to $45.7 million worldwide for weekend number two. And, you know, I, en- I enjoyed the film. Uh, I don't think it's being receiving great critical acclaim. Uh, some audience members are enjoying it, some aren't. Uh, and uh, it's we don't know what the budget is, so we don't know if it's doing well or not compared to the budget. But $45.7 million worldwide is not terrible. Uh, so that's uh, that's Escape Plan. And number eight is 12 Years a Slave. It's in limited release, and it's still on the charts. Brought in $2.1 million over the weekend, $3.3 million total. I believe it was in a total of, uh, oh, here we go. It was only in 123 theaters across the United States. Uh, for weekend number two, and the previous weekend it was only in eight theaters. So doing pretty well for a limited release, and it'll be interesting once it goes wide to see what happens. Speaking of Escape Plan, I did write a quick review for Escape Plan, and uh, I uh, posted it on Movie Byte on Tuesday, and so you'll want to check that out. I gave it three and a half stars. I enjoyed it. Uh, Chad, uh, who was who I was supposed to speak with about this film on the Movie Byte podcast, but that did not happen because I wasn't feeling well, and that was our only window of opportunity this week uh, for both of us. So 
Uh, anyway, we were supposed to talk about it. Chad told me on Twitter he did not like the film. Uh, I, I did enjoy it for what it was, and which is surprising because I'm not a big fan of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or of Sylvester Stallone, and yet I enjoyed this film. I felt like things were in their proper place. Uh, it, it was just good fun. So uh, be sure to check out my review. That's linked up in the show notes. Uh, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. There's going to be a Planes spinoff, uh, or a Planes sequel, I should say, uh, Planes, Fire, and Rescue. This is the uh, follow-up to the sequel to Cars. So, uh, And this is not made by Pixar. It's made by Disney, just so we can make sure we differentiate. Pixar still retains its own identity and talent, so even though Disney owns Pixar, this is not being done by Pixar. Uh, and, and this is just a travesty. I mean, and this isn't even a straight-to-home video type of film. They planned to pawn this garbage off on us in the theaters on July 18th of next year. And and it just it looks absolutely awful, and I'm just not interested at all. But that is also linked up in the show notes if you care to uh, have the pain of knowing about that. Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit has been moved to a January release, according to Pamela over at Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Entertainment Weekly has confirmed that Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit has dropped off the Christmas release schedule and will now open on January 17, 2014. That's not a great sign to me. We never get very good films in January, it seems like. Uh, and the, as far as I'm concerned, the, the news coming from this film seems to just be getting worse and worse. Uh, so that's that's not good news. I'm not, not happy to hear that. And, and I kind of want it to be a good film, even though I'm not happy with what I've been seeing in the trailers. But now hearing that it's a uh, a January release is just not a good thing to me. But we did get some really good news this week, uh, and we got a really good trailer for X-Men Days of Future Past. It looks like it's going to be so good. It looks absolutely epic. We have Brian Singer back at the helm. He helmed the first two X-Men films and then was not able because of other commitments he was doing, Superman Returns, and the studio moved on without him to do X-Men 3 because they wanted the next X-Men. Directed by Brett Ratner, pretty much destroyed the franchise as far as I'm concerned. It just really messed things up. So then they went back and started telling stories that happened before that point. Some of that worked and some of it didn't, but Brian Singer undoubtedly has been the best director for the X-Men franchise, and he is back at the helm for X-Men Days of Future Past, and I'm excited to uh, see what he has coming up in the X-Men world. I really like his work. I really liked um, Jack the Giant Slayer that he did and uh, some of his other work. So I'm really excited to see what he has to do here. And the trailer looks absolutely awesome. I'm very excited to see what's coming for this. Did I mention I'm excited? I think I may have mentioned that once or twice. Another thing that was fun that we got this week was Back to the Future Improv. Uh, I posted this on Wednesday. If you're a Back to the Future fan, you'll want to check this out. Uh, Some folks doing some Back to the Future Improv in real real life, (laughs) if I can speak. They have a DeLorean the acting is pretty cheesy and, and bad, but who cares? It was really fun on the street and, and kind of acting this out in a uh, kind of a, a crowded area with lots of people watching and, and looking on. It was pretty fun. Uh, so be sure to watch this video. Uh, the actor they got to play, Doc Brown, had a good voice for it. I know he's still a bad actor, but he had a good voice for it. So be sure to check that out. Olympus Has Fallen is going to be getting a sequel, and it's going to be called London Has Fallen. This is according to the playlist, uh, Kevin over at the playlist. Gerard Butler, that's right, the man who led Olympus Has Fallen this spring to a rather surprising $161 million worldwide, not bad for something on a $70 million budget, 
had and a better uh, return on investment than 204 million haul versus 150 million budget of White House down is back for London has fallen. LOL OMG. Even better. Worse. Aaron Eckert, Morgan Freeman, Angela Bassett, and Rada Mitchell will return too, with everyone reprising their respective roles. So what, pray tell, is the plot? Well, it won't be the president in danger this time. Instead, the story will find the president stepping in to save the day after terrorists plan to strike the funeral of the British prime minister. So everyone from the last movie will have to totally be Team America and save the day. Hooray, dumb, or dumb fun. We'll see what the original screenwriters, Katrin Benedict, weird spelling on that, and Creighton Rothenberger cook up. Here's the deal. I actually really enjoyed Olympus Has Fallen. I enjoyed it probably almost as much as White House Down in its own way. Even though these films came out in the same year, were about the same thing, kind of, and, and well, kind of. I did enjoy White, uh, Olympus Has Fallen. I did enjoy White House Down, too, to some extent. Uh, Olympus Has Fallen was fine, and I liked it, but I don't see the sequel working at all. I don't want it. I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, London Has Fallen? Seriously? This is this is not a good thing. This is not a good idea. This is crazy. This is nuts. This is sequelitis gone to seed. So that's that news. Uh, the five minutes of Captain America 2 will be attached to 3D versions of Thor 2. This is according to Kevin again over at the playlist. With Thor the Dark World headed to theaters around the world, Marvel has already tagged a mandatory credit stinger and probably uh, other little nerdtacular bits to, te- uh, to teaser other things in the ever-growing Marvel verse. I mean, I think he means to tease other things. But there will be one more thing for dudes dressed up as Loki to cheer about. Five minutes of Captain America the Winter Soldier. Well, hold up, because it is also shown during 3D screenings for the movie. Uh, and the and if you go on to read, not uh, non-3D showings. I had not planned to see this movie in 3D, but now I might have to. And I don't want to. I don't like 3D. This is uh, both exciting and irritating at the same time. It's a little frustrating, but that's the deal. If you want to see five minutes of Captain America 2, it's going to be attached to 3D versions of Thor 2. So I probably will take advantage of that. I will probably make that happen. Star Wars 7 must open in 2015. More details continue to leak out about the behind-the-scenes tension at Lucasfilm that led J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan to taking over the script for Episode 7. More and more, it sounds like decisions made by execs and money people back at the inception of the Lucasfilm purchase were way too ambitious, with the locked-in 2015 release date causing a rushed process on the creative side and forcing Disney execs to demand the film be completed in a time frame that seems unreasonable to those making the film. THR reports on the situation saying that producer Kathleen Kennedy and most of the film's creative team have asked Disney to push the release to 2016, but studio CEO Roger I- uh, Robert Iger is adamant that Episode 7 not budge. This sounds like a disaster to me. I mean... When is it ever a good idea to rush the creative process and, you know, you have you don't have enough time to finish your film, but finish it anyway? I mean, that's just not a good idea. And more and more, this is starting to sound like things are going south with the Star Wars film. As we I was kind of skeptical at first. I've been getting excited about the film, but now I'm 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 worried about it again. So this is not good news coming out about Star Wars seven. And I hope J.J. can somehow still pull this thing together. Before I sign off, uh, let's talk about what you will want to see this weekend. Of course, you will want to see Ender's Game. That's what I'm seeing, and uh, this is this is really exciting. It's coming this weekend, uh, and uh, you can see it tonight. I uh, I just finished reading the book, and I'm now reading Ender's Shadow. Probably won't get it done <laughs> since I'm not even halfway through. 
before I see the film this weekend. Uh, but, uh, you know, was, the book was a little strange, but I also loved it. And I think it's going to work well on the big screen. Uh, and it's certainly a well-loved sci-fi novel. Uh, any controversy over Orson Scott Card's views on, on you know, uh, homosexuals and stuff is, you know, to be laid aside because I think this film will be good. It'll be really good. The other film that's new this weekend is About Time. It's about a time-traveling guy uh, that, that uh, he he's, uh, I guess, according to the trailers, he's trying to win over the girl that he wants or something. It is rated R for language and some sexual content. It looks like a pretty cheesy chick flick rom-com kind of thing. I'm not planning on seeing it. If you guys see it and you think it's worth seeing, let me know. Maybe I will see it. Still in theaters, The Counselor, rated R. Captain Phillips, rated PG-13. Carrie, rated R. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, 2, rated PG. Escape Plan, rated R. Gravity, rated PG-13. Prisoners, rated R. The Fifth Estate, rated R. And Rush, also rated R. For more on how I feel about these films, whether or not I think you should see them, be sure to check out my article linked up in the show notes. That's all I've got this week. If you would like to view those show notes online, you can find those at moviebyte.com slash therap slash 54. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at TJ Draper Pro. You can also follow MovieByte on Twitter to stay up to date, twitter.com slash MovieByte. And you can like MovieByte on Facebook, facebook.com slash MovieByte. Of course, be sure to visit the website. I post new and interesting and exciting things every single day at MovieByte.com. That's all I've got. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic weekend. <laughs>